All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh boy! Uh, so, anything happened since last week? <laughs> <laughs> I had this whole bit where I was thinking, like, like you would see a door, and then you'd be like, "Hey, what's with the door?" And it's like, it's the Will Smith door, and you're like. Uh, I don't want to go through that door. And then I drag you kicking and screaming through it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh it's it's been a week. I think I'm uh I think I'm ready to uh tackle that subject though. I it was so weird last week. Um cuz I got I got a call from a friend and then a text because I don't answer calls. And, uh, ah, yeah, same boat, same boat, my friend. And I was like, Hey, uh, Mr. Call, what happened? And my friend was like, Will Smith just slapped Chris Rock on the stage of the Oscars. And it took my brain like, 10 seconds to fully break down that sentence. I was just like, clearly I must be reading this is, are these cartoon characters? Is this a, some sort of obscure reference that the kids are using these days? You know? <laughs> so, and uh, no, it was exactly what it, uh, what it read as, you know, Will Smith did indeed slap Chris Rock at uh, the Oscars. And I immediately jumped onto Twitter and Twitter, you know, does not fail. They had, a video snippet from the, I think, uh, uh, the broadcast being sent over to Japan or somewhere in Asia, because um, there was a a voiceover. <laughs> yeah, it was a Japanese voiceover. That's the same one I saw. <laughs> Which was kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, holy shit. I felt this... like I was watching an anime for a second. <laughs> Oh, God. And then I just watched it like three or four times. I was just like, is like everybody else. I was like, is this real? And as I kept watching, I was like, this looks pretty real. Um, And especially hearing Will Smith say, you know, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Like that looks so real. And I just reminded myself, like, Will Smith is not that good of an actor to pull this off. So this has to be real. Yeah, no, it's like, ah, oh man, it, it, I just have been, you know me, I like, uh, I, I, I run, I run through the the gamut of Twitter, hmm. like ass backwards through a through the Twitter cornfield, <laughs> and and let me tell you, oh man, I'm I I was kind of, I, when 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 I got when like i got the the message from my news feed that it happened i was like wait what the fuck what hmm. so 
uh, I went on Twitter and I immediately found that Japanese video. And I was I played it like one, two, three, like 18 times. And I'm like, what? Oh, fuck. What the Mm. fuck, man? And then uh, the rest of the week happened. And then I was like, oh, when will it stop? You know, Mm. because it became like ubiquitous, like you couldn't escape it. It became uh, uh, it's it's this generation's uh, titty gate with the fucking Janet Jackson with the fucking Janet Jackson Uh, with Janet Jackson. You know, she's showing her titty and everybody like making uh, a a mountain out of a, you know, molehill. (laughs) Whoa, that's staying in. <laughs> you know, I'm Pav, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. And I'm E. Yeah. And together we are the Robots versus Texas program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay, yes. We're talking the slap heard around the world. We're the we're a couple of Johnny Come Latelys <laughs> hopping on to the getting dragged into the whole Rip roaring mess, but anyways, uh, like I was saying, um, by the way, this is the podcast that mingles politics and pop culture with equal measure, mm-hmm. and that's that, that's that's the story, and we're 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 in it. So, um, so like I was saying, it's it, it was just kind of confounding to me, and then like also alarming because I was I immediately knew that this was going to be like. You know, like uh, white people, we're going to dedicate entire think pieces to this, to this (laughs) think pieces and think pieces as far as the eye can see. And I was like, oh, no, come on, man. I, I, I just can't. I can't do it. I can't. I don't want to do it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know it. For a second, it felt like, um, like this slap was the it like overtook the coverage of the war in ukraine for like maybe like a few hours on monday or tuesday i was just like (laughs) i had to actually ask myself like did the war end and like nobody and then you know luckily everything sort of like corrected itself and uh we were able to get back to some sense of priority but it's, uh, I gotta say, um, lots of complex feelings at first and subsequently, but definitely at first, cause, uh, I'm just gonna say it, uh, at first I was very two minds about it. Um, in the defense of your loved one, in the defense of your spouse, uh, when you see that they're hurt and they are joked upon especially um, in regards to an issue that was recently uh, revealed by uh, by that person. In this instance, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, about her alopecia. And to sort of have that joked about on the Oscar stage, one of the biggest stages, you know, uh, that American TV puts out. Um, and to see her kind of like hurt, probably a little embarrassed, uh, it would it would definitely invoke my temper. Um, I got to say that it would definitely make me feel something 
very intense. So initially I thought to myself, ooh, you know, I, I, I kind of, am I on Will Smith's side here? But at the same time, something felt very wrong about it on multiple levels. And I won't go on too long of a diatribe. I'm just going to like Mario jump off of the heads of like each little maybe two or three subjects. No, please, please do. <laughs> please do. Because I uh, like uh, I, I in uh, throughout this whole thing, I've needed a lot of guidance. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we all. So, did. yeah, but I think we all did. But uh, they. they yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. But like, I mean, I think first and foremost, um, Chris Rock just sort of being up there on stage, he told the joke and Will Smith just barged onto the stage and slapped him. I thought to myself, whoa, look, I, I've got plenty of critique for the Oscars. I can't say that I've ever actually sat down and watched the Oscars in its entirety in years, if ever. Um, and especially in the last several years, um, after the Oscars so white fiasco, I definitely have not given the Oscars any significant attention. But at the same time, um, <laughs> this is like a big hoity-toity industry event. Everybody is hyper-visible at this sort of thing. And to do something like that, it just, I don't know, it felt really, really gross. Um and I think one of the things that jumped well, out at me... Spe what specifically? What specifically was gross? Well, it was it was an assault. It was an assault on TV um, for a comedian who told uh, what is arguably a bad joke, a distasteful joke. And right. as much as I feel that comedians are not outside of the purview of criticism and scrutiny when it comes down to the stuff that they tell on stage... We usually do it in the sense of talking about it within the media, whether it's on social media, mainstream media, person to person, podcasts like ours. You know, we talk about it. We scrutinize, you know, we point the finger, we deconstruct all that sort of all that sort of thing. Actually going up and physically assaulting somebody for the words that they said, it definitely felt like a line was crossed and I wasn't able to verbalize it like that at the beginning. But as time went on, I thought to myself, like, yeah, it was as, as much as I can understand the anger. Um, it was just too much. And I think one of the things that was really intense was for me was just like, Jesus Christ, when was the last time we saw something like this on an Oscar stage, if ever? And it had to be two black men. And that bothered the fuck out of me. Yeah. I I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um I I I I definitely I kind of echo the sentiment a little bit. But I I I just I I can't wholeheartedly agree with you because there are still remnants of of my knee-jerk reaction. My okay. knee-jerk reaction, by the way, was to fully uh, be on Will Smith's side and mm. condemn Chris Rock. And, you know, I was really happy when um, when Will Smith uh, won the Oscar and mm. somebody made a joke on Twitter saying that they needed 
they needed two things. They needed Chris Rock and a lottery ticket uh, to, to experiment uh, just because of the good fortune that Will Smith seemed <laughs> seemingly received from slapping Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I was, I was, I was just definitely on, on Will Smith's side. I like, I understood why he did it. I mean, this is like you said, it's kind of the you know the world stage. It's in front of you know industry bigwigs and the entire entertainment industry in terms of like you know acting and making movies, and you know uh, it, it, they make fun of his wife who has alopecia, hmm. who has a disability, and you know uh, a lot a lot of people, including like I just re- I just saw SNL the SNL weekend update bit where we, Michael Che was like, uh, come on. Nobody knew that, uh, that let, let's stop saying that, that nobody knew that. Well, well, that Chris Rock didn't know that, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. You know, we don't really know each, like, we don't know. We don't remember shit that well. I'm like, I don't know. That sounds like a huge cop out answer. Uh, I think I think the joke was distasteful. Yes, it was distasteful. Yes, it was punching down. Uh, and I feel like a lot of comedy seems to be gearing itself towards being like, "Hey, it's okay to punch down," you know. Mm-hmm. And very true. Uh, very true. And especially if it's a black woman, because black like if black women uh, are made fun of, it's it's fine because it's like. To me, in my head, like my analysis of the whole thing was just like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, black women have had their entire existence kind of like erased, like erased. And their uh, their abuse of black women has become so normalized that when people stand up for them, it's like a disruption, you know, Hmm. it it, like it's a shock to the system because it's not normal. And, you know, now that I've had a week to mull it over. Uh, I'm like, it's a little sexist. Uh, it's it, to me, it came across a little sexist. It came across a little selfish. Mm. Um, but I understand why he did it. I understand it. That's mm. not me condemning it. Uh, that's me saying that I wouldn't have. I can't fully warrant this kind of like his actions, but. I understand why he did it. Hmm. And that's hmm. that and that's a huge cop out answer, you know. And I, I expect, you know, paper paper balls to be lobbed at me in the street. I <laughs> for, for <laughs> people go, booing me for <laughs> for for not taking a hard line stance. Look, you uh you better when you next go to the grocery store, you better uh just Uber eats that shit, okay? Just have them deliver to you. <laughs> Just a little lay low. Don't go out in public. Because, uh, you know, I I fully expect you to be protested over that answer. No, seriously, though. Hey, okay, it, right, I, gotcha. I, I, do, I don't think that's a cop-out answer because um, being able to understand how somebody feels in any particular moment uh, while not condoning the actions that they took in, uh, because of that feeling um, is a legitimate thing. I mean... Look, if if this had been, if if a few factors had been different in this situation, um, 
you know, I, th I think the conversation would skew in a very different direction. And there are so many possibilities. I'm not going to go into the multiverse of like when and when not um, a man can and should defend a woman's honor uh, based on words because you you do go into a gray area. There is a gray area when it comes down to that. And it's an uncomfortable gray area, but it exists. Um, in regards to doing it at the Oscars, uh, look, I'm I'm just full full disclosure. Uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and also I'm never gonna. I am likely never going to be at the Oscars and have my significant other insulted by somebody on stage towards a health condition that she is currently suffering. There, I said it, and that's a dream crushed. But you know, <laughs> yeah, wait, I don't give wait. Uh, I don't wait, give a fuck. Wait. I'll never be at the Oscars. Um, uh, well, you know, I, you don't know that. So, uh, you know, um, uh, but 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 still, I like I. So you're saying you kind of you were you're saying you kind of agree with with Will Smith's actions. No, 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 no. Uh, what I'm saying is that I understand his <laughs> I understand his feeling. Um, okay, if, gotcha. If especially, but upon like further thinking about it. I don't think that that feeling was solely based on what Chris Rock said that night and that being his ultimate uh, mode of action. I think there's been stuff building in there. And again, I'm not justifying it because and I'll and I'll get to that in a second. Um, I think over the past several years, especially with the uh, entanglement fiasco, that the Internet was. uh oh. Yeah, apprised right. of you know that was you know that had to have been tough on will smith you know i mean that's your that's your marriage and that's your it's your personal business and it's out on the internet and people were making fun of it you know it's there's no if answer but people were making fun of it and i think that had an effect on him um again not justifying it but i think that's what was also playing in there that night he was just like Okay, I got it from the internet. Now I'm getting it at the Oscars. And I don't know if in that split second moment he had he had any other way to what it looked like what he was saying was defend Jada, but it was also defending himself, which I think where is is where the selfish aspect comes in 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 regards to what I was talking about earlier with the entanglement thing. As much as that must have hurt Will Smith, and, you know, I, I won't take that away from him. That, you know, that shit is tough. At the same time, that was voluntary. I'm not saying it's right to get made fun of that, but Jada has a show that she talks about these subjects. She chooses the subject matter before she puts this stuff on air. She's been in the industry for decades. She knows when you say something, when you do something and put it out into the entertainment sphere, that's it. It's out there. And she had to have discussed this with Will Smith uh, before they got on the air on her show and put this out there. They had to have. They, I, I refuse to believe she blindsided him. So they. What do you so mean? They, what, do you, what do you mean? She blindsided him about like uh, about about 
about the 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 entanglement or about or about, about the... talking about the entanglement oh yeah, yeah 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 of course there's there's course. just no way so uh, like i like i'm saying it's not that they deserve what they that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying that they know the nature of the beast and when you look at other hollywood couples when you look at denzel when you look at uh samuel l when you look at other a-listers um, who've had who've also had marriages for decades longer than Jada and Wills. And I am sure there has been shit and garbage and drama that have happened in their relationships. But they knew that they didn't want to put that shit out there because they know what happens. And they chose to keep it that like, you know, keep it to themselves. So they don't have so that they don't have to fight that beast. So what I'm saying is like if you volunteer certain things you have to accept that the beast is going to do a certain amount to you you know and you have to you just have to have an understanding of that and i feel that assaulting somebody on the oscar stage as as i'm sure that had to have played a part into it is like it wasn't the move but what do you think uh i uh... See, there, again, it like I feel like, uh, like it's it's like it's split me in half, and I feel like a lot of people feel this exact same situation. Uh, and before I go into it, like I I I, I just got to give a, a shout out to, um, not that he needs it, uh, especially from a from a modest show like ours, <laughs> uh, but FD Signifier. Uh, on YouTube, uh, please, uh, everybody who listens, uh, check out FD Signifier. Amazing fucking YouTube uh, essayist is he's he's fucking great. But he put it best when he said it it's the it's the dumbest, most complex thing that's happened so far in our generation. Um, and I got to agree with him. I'm just like, it is the dumbest, most complex thing. I, like, I was split in half because my my knee-jerk reaction is to be like, good, that's what you get. You know? You fuck around, you find out. Um, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I was, uh, and you know, um, everybody who was basically coming out of the woodwork and being like, this is a disgrace. You know? <laughs> you know, fucking Jim Carrey and Judd Apatow, blah, blah, blah. And they were just like, this is a, this is a, a, a farce. You know, this is a, an insult to artistry. You know, I was just like, shut the fuck up. You know, you don't understand. You don't get it. You know, you, you, you don't, you, you like if somebody were to insult your wife you just like people would would die in the name of decorum right and like uh you know uh, like you know even uh, even I, I i even disagreed and this is hard to say i even disagreed with kareem abdul jabbar who came out and said that it was like a sign of it, it was uh reinforcing stereotypes and I was like, uh, like I threw my hands up and I was like, to who? Like reinforcing stereotypes to who? The white people? Like the, 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 the 
you know, the the fucking Nigel Grinch Gibbons and Rachel Higginbottoms of the world who are just <laughs> or the Karens of the world who are just like, you know, who furrow their brows and they're like, what's to do with this Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't play respectability politics with, like, don't play respectability politics with this shit. It's like the the man, uh, like, uh, his wife got his, his, you know, his wife has a disability. He went up there and he took care of business, right? And then I was just like, I was like, Pavel, in, that voice in my head was like, Pavel, you're going too far. You're going mm. too far. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, oh, God damn it. This is about the Cinnabon, isn't it? And it's like, yeah, it's more than that. It's about... What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I ate 12 Cinnabon over the weekend. I'm not proud. Anyway, I, I am kind of proud. Uh, but... <laughs> but, okay. But, but you know, uh, like, I, I immediately kind of, like, sat back and just I was just like a I'm a a white mestizo Latino what like what the fuck should I even be commenting I almost commented like because you posted up that that thing on your social media about like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's statement and I almost responded and I was like is this even my place to talk about it it is not so I'm just gonna sit back and listen like and then I saw uh, FD signifiers like uh, video on it. I you know saw a bunch of people on you know uh, a bunch of uh, you know people I respect on uh, a lot of black thinkers on my social media uh, who were commenting about it. And then I sat back and then I really thought about this the situation. And then I heard Joe Rogan. And Tom Segura flapped their fucking mouths about their the whole thing, and then I was just like, "All right, these guys are obviously wrong. I shouldn't be so, like, I, I, I'm not gonna side with some some fucking assholes who are just gonna be like, you know, well, he should get his Oscar taken away, blah blah blah, pitchforks <laughs> and torches, blah." And, and you know the the comedy world should get together and just relentlessly make fun of uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith just on general principle. I'm like, oh God, Jesus Christ! Like this is this is the world that we're living in, right? This is this is like it's all of a sudden it just turns into like this muddled issue hmm. when it, it's really about somebody who kind of who acted impulsively and who is just like, whoops. I shouldn't have done that. And it was a, it's a very human moment. Hmm. And like I said, I understand it. But uh, like, again, it was an impulsive decision. I can't really, he made the situation all about him, you know? Hmm. Hmm. And you know, the, the real, the <laughs> and then like, you know, fucking Venus and Serena Williams can't stop taking stray bullets. Oh, like Jesus. fucking Jane Campion, like, a month prior and then the academy awards like they're supposed to be bringing attention to the fact that they're making a move that their their movie about their father is being nominated for an academy award and all the people who can talk about is will smith slapping the shit out of chris rock oh god yeah yeah definitely it definitely overshadowed uh the uh, some really big moments for 
subsequent industry folks who made some real achievements. Uh, it's Sam it's Jackson just, won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. It's really unfortunate because it, like all around, like this is basically what crowns uh, the ninety fourth uh, Oscars ceremony. And it's it's kind of a black mark. I mean, to speak about the whole respect respectability politics issue, um, like I do agree that there's a certain amount that's that's just sort of like reinforcing stereotypes to who like I get that part. But you know, even though it's 2022, uh, you know, we still live in a, in an America where where color, where history. Uh, are constantly being attacked and trying to be reshaped or erased altogether. And I think bringing up the uh, bringing up the conversation about stereotypes um, and how black people have been perceived and what these actions may or may not contribute to, um, I think there's a conversation definitely to be had about this does what does will smith smacking chris rock set us back 100 years no it doesn't it really doesn't um nope. but but god damn if it doesn't look shitty as hell um <laughs> like yeah. i mean i mean even on even though i you know i've, I've spent most of my time kind of uh, condemning will I, on the other hand it's like you know with chris rock you know on a point that you said earlier like Black women are attacked left, right, and center. Um, it it it's just it was just not a good look for for Chris to do that to Jada. It's it's and it's just a crappy situation Sec- all around. Second time he did that. Second time he, he fucking mm. like poked fun at her at the Academy Awards. Mm. Um, and then like uh, the fallout from it was kind of like. Uh, it was the fallout is was ugly, you know. Mm. Yeah, you get your comedians coming out and being like, you know, let's make let's all make fun of Will Smith, and Jada Pinkett, like let's make fun of their open marriage, and you know, uh, let's say that that uh, you know they're they're attacking uh, Will Smith's manhood by insinuating that he's gay and they're making that like a negative thing like we're fucking living in 1990 fucking six mm. and uh it's just like puerile puerile sense of humor and then you get like you know people just you know mostly white people shaking their heads and being like how dare he <laughs> soil the good name of the academy awards <laughs> when we have such illustrious you know members of the academy like roman polanski and woodsy <laughs> allen the woody allens of the world and i'm like they're gonna play respectable see that's respectability politics like like who are these people to even judge even judge if there's oh. if there's any positive <laughs> jesus if Sorry. there's any positive no you're you totally hit it on the head i'm just i'm just gonna follow up on that if there's any positive that can come out of this really, really shitty situation is that uh, the Oscars laundry has been fully brought to the streets. Um, 
people are just like, oh, the Oscars, how could you besmirch the 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 shiny uh, <laughs> reputation? And then Twitter was just like, oh, you know, we have the ability to digitize video from back in the day. And lo and behold, um, they they one of the first clips that I saw was a Native American woman who was accepting an Oscar on behalf of Marlon Brando, uh, but he chose not to be there um, because a statement was being made in regards to the way Native Americans were being portrayed uh, in movies. This was back in the 1960s, I believe. Uh, yes. Were being portrayed in movies, you know, always the bad guy, always these uh, quote-unquote savages. And when she was speaking on stage, she received a fair amount of booze from the audience. Now, to be fair, there were also... Um, a fair amount of cheers as well and clapping. But uh, what we didn't see on that piece of video is that uh, fucking John, they were trying to keep John Wayne from storming the stage and I guess removing her. Like Both John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. Oh. Uh, but, but fuck those guys. Fuck them. Yeah. They're fucking like, like, now I'm just like, like all, every time I, like I scroll past like a fistful of dollars and all those movies with Clint Eastwood mm. and then the searchers of the fucking John Wayne, I'm just like, ugh, I'll never watch, never. Watch. I know they're they're considered Western classics, but now I'll never watch them. Yeah, you know, fuck those guys. Um, but yeah, uh, that that to me was that to me was like I didn't realize that I didn't realize I knew that. Uh, Sashin Littlefeather, the the Native American woman who uh, accepted the uh, I hope I'm saying her name right, um, the woman who uh, accepted the 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 award on behalf of Marlon Brando. Uh, I, I knew that she got booed, mm. like that's that was a big thing. Like I I forget where it was referenced where people were just like, hey, remember when uh, when a Native woman a Native American woman um, uh, accepted an award on behalf of Marlon Brando. And I was like, I dug up the YouTube video and I saw that she got booed. And I was just like, this is ugly. Mm. This is really ugly. And then it's like, you know, Ram Roman Polanski wins an honorary Oscar and then gets a standing ovation uh, from, you know, fucking from the Academy. And I'm just like, ugh, fuck. You know, th these people, these people are going to are like saying, how dare Will Smith sully the good name of the oscars <laughs> like fuck you but oh, uh gosh. but and then you know, and then there's other people who commented like fucking when when zoe kravitz commented i was just like uh-oh this shit is this shit is gonna be not good <laughs> because as soon as that happened uh, fucking you know Black Twitter took her to task. <laughs> uh, dug up all kinds of dirty laundry about like, and you can find it, you know, you, the listener, can find it. Um, basically, you know, her her interviews where she was just like, where they were just like, hey, have you ever, uh, how do you, how do you identify with, you know, the black community, you know, being biracial? She was like, I've never identified really with the black community. I'm paraphrasing, but this is more or less what she said. Uh, she was like, you know, um, 
you know, I'm not really into rap music and I'm not into Medea as if those two things, you know, oh, geez. they may, they comprise the entire cultural wow. stratosphere of, of, you know, of, uh, the African American history. Mm. Um, mm. and you know, people were digging up her old, you know, quote unquote, white wannabe haircuts through the, throughout the years and then dragging up the fact that she turned down Essence magazine uh, for uh, because she said it wasn't her tar- target audience, which I'm like, that's a little bit like foggier, right? That's a little bit foggier because um, I mean, uh, people like I, I feel like uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Essence has been taking a task as being one of those publications that is kind of that kind of uh, reinforces negative beauty standards, so maybe that's what she meant. But I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> in the in the reactionary you know in the reactionary world in our Twitter world, it doesn't look good, right? The optics I'm, are bad. I mean, if you've got that history where you're just like I don't identify with the black community, it for me. It's a, a little bit of a walk to say that she, in regards to her turning down Essence, it was uh, in response to Essence reinforcing those uh, traditional beauty standards that somehow work against uh, the full spectrum of black beauty. Um, so I don't know, but th- that would require more research on my part. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, again it she got dragged that's mm. the point of this all it's like she got dragged and eh, that doesn't look good for zoe kind of kind of made me kind of like back away into the bushes homer simpson style and with regards <laughs> to my previous uh uh previous uh you know jokes in private of course mm. uh about uh you know what may or may not have been an alleged attraction on my part towards Ms. Kravitz. Let's just say that cat woman (laughs) should probably not return until Batman (laughs) three. Yeah. I think at this point she should kind of lay low. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh God, man. What is it? What is it with, um, with, being a celebrity, I guess because you're you're somewhat insulated from the everyday uh, tra- trappings of trying to survive. I mean, if you're if you're already on the A list level, you're no longer surviving. You're just kind of, you know, you're rich. You're doing shit. Uh, you get invited to all the cool parties and stuff like that. And eh, whatever. I said something dumb. Eh, whatever. You know. Right. I, I mean, uh, these are people that uh, live in, a, like, imagine you live in a world where no one tells you no. Oh, where, no where, you, where you don't hear the word no for years. Oh, jeez. Like, everything is just like, ah, I want that gold-plated AK-47. It's yours. Uh, I want to get paid just for walking down the street. Sure, you know. I don't know, man. You know. I, I want to get paid for just walking down the street. I, I can't even. I can't even throw shade at that shit. 
yeah but still it's like that that kind of that kind of uh entitlement that, that, that yeah that that power right that mm. entitlement yeah you're right that entitlement i think it does to something to you i think i read somewhere that um becoming a celebrity uh and being involved in an automobile accident delivers the same kind of brain reaction. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so being that famous equates to like possible brain trauma. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know if it's trauma, but it does something to your, like the shock of it all does something to your brain. We're we're fucking you know live for all we know, you know. Zoe Kravitz could be eating with a bib. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, oh man, that's something to think about. Whew. But um, yeah, yeah, being a celebrity. Look, when we eventually make it to that level, right. um. We we are gonna remember our fucking roots. We're making a pledge to you listeners now. We're gonna remember our fucking roots. And we're not gonna act like these assholes. We're gonna be a whole new category of asshole. Like you think <laughs> you think people have cosplayed before. <laughs> Once we have the money and the influence, yeah. We're both gonna be showing up in Iron Man armor. Functional Iron Man <laughs> armor. Functional Iron Man armor. I agree. Um, hopefully, it doesn't explode on takeoff. Um, it'll, no, uh, no, it'll be I'm pretty sure funny and memorable. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be like a Mark IV, Mark V. You know, so okay. it'll be good. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right. Oh man, can we stop talking about this now? It's making yeah. my head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's switch over to the goodies. Uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight, yes. <laughs> I was very delighted. Mm. Um, I was uh, a little taken aback by the British accent. <laughs> it was a little weird. Uh, but it, after a while, plus, like, I don't know, Oscar Isaac's something about oscar isaac exudes like like just because i maybe it's because my brain has been trained for so long because he uses the fucking fake uh fake uh brooklyn accent um that uh, you know both him and ryan reynolds went to the brooklyn accent school of acting <laughs> despite that they're fucking from florida like i don't know where ryan where where ryan gosling is from but he's not he's not from brooklyn uh, but uh, every time they talk, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm making a movie and uh, it's real good. You know, you guys should uh, check it out. And I'm just like, <laughs> stop doing that. You're not for fucking bro. But anyways, uh, I forgive Oscar Isaac because he's a fucking dynamite actor. And he really sold it. He really sold the accent. He really sold the performance. I uh, kind of uh, was wary about uh, Moon Knight and his power set because I don't really know that much about it. Mm. I, I don't know that much about him. I've been informed that he was a, like the internet has told me that he's a Batman knockoff. Mm. And I guess I guess that's true. But uh, 
I don't know. He doesn't appear as a Batman knockoff to me. He seems kind of like a a person who is severely troubled by mm. supernatural forces, mm. Mm. unlike Batman. So uh, I, I thought it was great. Um, I'm, I'm scared that the action won't live up to the story because it never does. Yeah, Disney can't shoot action worth shit. <laughs> uh, but I'm really I'm just, I'm in it for the story, you know. Mm. I'm in it for the connections to the MCU, and I'm in it because like Oscar Isaac is fucking dynamite. So yeah. What What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. I I came into this with very little knowledge knowledge of who Moon Knight was. I've read a few comics where he's shown up, but nothing that was uh, thoroughly impressed upon me. I, it's just because I chose not to follow him for not any particular reason and uh i was i was a little worried because when i first saw the reveal of what the costume looks like on oscar isaac i was just like eh, this this doesn't seem very uh superhero -y. i'm not sure what i'm supposed to feel by looking at this costume i'm not afraid um <laughs> super mummy super mummy. that's what i like, thought <laughs> I was just like, you know, if somebody takes a good like match to you, you're done. You know, it's just like you're just you're just going to go up in flames um, <laughs> unless you're wearing asbestos. Then, you know, that's that's a whole different thing. That's trouble for everyone. Involved, exactly. You know, it's within like, a 10 feet radius. It's like Moon Knight. They should call you Captain Mesothelioma. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, it's fucked up. Rough. Are you proud of that joke? Are you proud of that joke? I just, I wouldn't make that joke on an Oscar stage. I'll say that. But, uh... <laughs> you got hit with the brick of asbestos. <laughs> oh, who's carrying that? <laughs> it was I, Dracula. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Sammy Sosa's in the car outside. Come on, man. Here you are. Here you are. <laughs> Like, Sammy, why do you hang out with him? He's the only friend who hangs out at night. I cannot go out during the day. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, <laughs> thanks for humoring that. Um, <laughs> it was good. I liked it. <laughs> but uh, but as, as I kept watching the show, first of all, Oscar Isaac, you, you said it best. He's a dynamite actor. And I was totally following him and his journey. Um, every single scene that he was in, it's like you were in his mind with him. I mean, he wakes up in his bed and he has his leg uh, chained and strapped to one of the bedposts. And I'm like, the f what kind of freaky shit is he into? And then uh, it turns out like he's doing that to uh, stop himself from what I guess what he perceives as sleepwalking at night. And you could see around his bed, he has poured sand so he can see if he has stepped out during the night. I'm just like, all right, first of all, very ingenious. Second of all, this guy has a real problem. <laughs> if he has to go to this extent, the fuck is going on? And then, oh man, the scenes where he's just sort of blacking out and then coming back into consciousness and he's fucked up a bunch of people. He's oh, that's like, great. He's like, what the, what the hell? You know? And he's driving and it happens again. 
and somehow he's getting through these situations. I'm just like, this is the most entertaining personal nightmare I think I've ever seen <laughs> on screen. Because if, if that was happening to us, come on, you'd be right. shitting yourself. It's just like, what yeah. is going on? But looking at this, I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah, I... Uh... It's it, I I was thoroughly entertained by that, uh, just the fact that like every time he just blink, and then like, shit would just happen around him, and then he'd be like, "Wait, what? What just happened?" <laughs> uh, he you know he's he has this accent that just reminds me of uh, I know you haven't watched this, but there's a a British TV show called Staff Let's Flats. Hmm. Um, that sounds British. It's, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> It's a very British TV show about a guy who, a, 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 an incompetent real estate agent, and his accent sounds eerily similar to Oscar Isaac. I wonder if he used him as like a, a touchstone in terms of like uh, getting an accent down. Hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, like it, the, the, again, I I was I I was thoroughly entertained by the whole thing. Um, I. I was a little taken aback by the CGI work. Um, the CGI looked a little uh, cartoony to me, especially at towards the end when he fought the uh, the what have you. I mm-hmm. don't know what he what he was fighting. Hmm. Um, a fucking entity from the back rooms. That's what it looked like to me. Um, and then there's Ethan Hawke. Um, there's uh, Ethan Hawke. He's playing this mystery character, hmm. and uh, I, I'm uh, the the show makes me want to know more about what's actually happening, you know. So that's that's about as far as I I could say, uh, because uh, so far I'm intrigued. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think I think just in regards to Oscar Isaac's acting. And what he brings to this character, I'm, I'm on board, um, and I'm really interested to see how they connect this to the rest of the MCU because I think this might have been the first Disney Plus uh, series episode that didn't immediately try to connect this to the rest of the MCU. I mean, did you see any Easter eggs in this episode? Or yes, I did. There was a reference to the Eternals, I think. Really? Yeah, when he's sorting out like different um religious iconography he's he's like pulling out tapestries and he's Mm. like there's something wrong with this tapestry there's supposed to be only like so many members of this particular tribe i forget what it was and then it's like but on here it's like however many members there are of the eternal and it looks like the eternals Mm. Mm. and then that's the only reference to it gotcha Gotcha. Yeah, there was that. There was that. But I, f- I feel like, I guess in future episodes, we'll probably see uh, how it connects to the uh, the rest of the MCU. Uh, quite frankly, and I've said this to you separately uh, over text, um, there needs to be some acknowledgement of the uh, giant dead celestial that's sticking up out of the ocean. Um <laughs> And and of course the 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 trauma that I'm sure several continents experienced by seeing um, a living celestial suddenly appear uh, in the sky and suck up what five people from the planet, 
and then disappear. I think a post-snap Earth is uh, a very delicate Earth. <laughs> and uh, we need to see what the f- how people are fucking reacting. Because I'll tell you this, I-, I wouldn't take it well. I like I I can only assume that the people of Earth in the MCU are completely traumatized twenty four seven. Like I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like depends must be making bank, right? Because sh- people are shitting themselves left and right. Unless. They've legalized weed globally, then maybe that does something to counteract. You know, unless it's bad weed, then people are just uh, paranoid all the time, and uh, it would just make things worse. So, okay. No, because if they legalize weed worldwide in a perfect world, right? Let's say the perfect MCU world, <laughs> uh, they have adopted the Canada way of like distributing the Mary Jane. Which is, you know, they've got special uh, strains designed to not uh, not bring out the paranoias. You know, it's not like fucking street weed where you buy street weed and you're not you don't know what you're getting. You hmm. could like smoke a little bit of it and just be so fucking super high that you're like, oh, I'm afraid to take a step. The floor is liquid, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, or like you could get some real smooth shit. It's like a it's a crapshoot, but you know, in Canada and in Amsterdam and all the places that I've that I've visited where I've allegedly consumed in the ganj, um, <laughs> they got it all figured out. You know, so I, I can only assume that um, damage control or you know the the Tony Stark Foundation, what have you. I've got the real, you know, they're shipping out the good stuff to the masses. Okay. Okay. Might be something to explore, you know, <laughs> in future MCU yeah. projects, you know, like Miss Marvel or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. fuck. Dude, I would fucking love, I, I think they, they've made Miss Marvel into like a, a, you know, she's a teen. Oh, no, she's definitely a teen. Mm-hmm. But I would love just to see one of the the new MCU superheroes, maybe Shang, Shang-Chi. Um smoking a blunt that'd be sweet yo that would be <laughs> that would be nuts it'd be like huh disney's uh growing some cojones or something like that yeah i know right uh, ideally you know he's smoking weed with his pal um who they've recast with uh, kelly marie tran instead of aquafina uh and really you know, <laughs> no 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 I, that's i'm saying that's what i would damn do Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Who? Aqua who? <laughs> uh, so, uh, and then she'd give the roadie response, you know, I'm here. Let's just deal with it. You know, <laughs> let's, sm- let's spark this J. <laughs> uh, in an ideal world. <laughs> in an ideal world. Um, yeah, hate to take it back to taxes, but in an ideal world, Ron DeSantis, uh, wouldn't have signed the don't say gay bill. Uh, he would have not, um, well, he wouldn't be governor. He'd be on a, he'd be barely making ends meet on a used car lot because that's basically his calling. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, from RVT, we want to extend everybody in all the, um, 
the queer community in Florida and everywhere where these bills are being, you know, signed into law. Um, uh, we, we wish you all the best in, in fighting this thing and you have our support. Mm. So fuck, the f- fuck the system. Seriously. Uh, and, uh, I think that's a good place to cap it. Absolutely, buddy. Well, for both of us here, I am, you have been listening to Pav. And I'm E. And we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Estamos rompiendo la discoteca, la fiesta no para pena comienza. Se cansé, se cansa, ma chérie, la 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 la. Francia, Colombia, me gusta Freeze, y Balvin, Willy William, me gusta Freeze, los DJ no mienten, le gusta mi gente y eso se fue mundial No le bajamos, mas nunca paramos, es otro palo y blam ¿Y dónde está mi gente? Me fue a coger la teta ¿Y dónde está mi gente? Pero lo tengo en mis manos Estoy muy duro, sí, ok, ahí vamos Y con el tiempo nos seguimos elevando Que seguimos rompiendo aquí Esta fiesta no tiene fin Botellas para arriba, sí Los tengo bailando, rompiendo y yo sigo aquí Que seguimos rompiendo aquí Esta fiesta no tiene fin Botellas para arriba, sí Los tengo bailando, rompiendo ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Me fue a buche la teta ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Say yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh.